Today, uh, Kevin McCarthy is officially the new Speaker of the House, and Joe Biden visits the border. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Happy Monday. I am joined today by America's favorite cowboy, also host of the Chad Prather Show, Chad Prather himself. Hi. I, I like that voice. Do you? Yeah. That's my radio yes, voice. Hello. Mm. And welcome to Movie Phone. You sound like you're on NPR. I just, I just dated myself by talking about Movie Phone, and now I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, also joined by uh, the youngest member at the table, Eric Chilai, <laughs> Blaze TV contributor, and of course, uh, founder and owner of Ripaverse Comics, who is way richer than us, and we don't <laughs> understand why he continues showing up. But somehow he does. We were talking at the, at the table before the show, and... I was like, well, Chad, you know, we are in the midst of a one percenter now, so. He doesn't even hear us. <laughs> he doesn't. He's on his phone like, I don't know what these two idiots are saying. I don't, and I don't have to know because I'm rich. He's over there making million dollar deals. We're over here just talking about garage sales and stuff. <laughs> um, all right. So, headlines of the day, the reason you two doing all that stuff. Uh, Representative Kevin McCarthy is now Speaker of the House after winning the 15th vote late Friday night. Uh, Matt Gates, as well as fellow Republican holdouts Andy Biggs of Arizona, Lauren Boebert, Colorado, Eli Crane, Arizona, Bob Good of Virginia, and Matt Rosendale of Montana all voted present, allowing McCarthy to uh, clutch that. Uh, he was elected with 216 votes, and no Republican voted against him in favor of another candidate during that final round of voting because, as I mentioned, they just voted present as a way around that. Uh, McCarthy vowed that among the very first hearings would relate to the crisis at the United States border and that he and his fellow Republicans would soon vote to repeal funding for 87,000 new IRS agents. I want to play a little bit of his speech right now. Watch. We will hold the swamp accountable. From the withdrawal of Afghanistan, to the origins of COVID, and to the weaponization of the FBI. Let me be very clear. We will use the power of the purse and the power of the subpoena to get the job done. Now, I'm a little confused how um, a member of the swamp can hold the swamp accountable, but I guess they would call that mm. minor details. Um, I do want to throw into the conversation here, obviously, uh, Representative Chip Roy and some others really utilized these votes as, um, you know, a negotiation tactic. And they did get, to, to his credit, to all of their credit, they did get quite a bit of concessions that would not have been gotten without, as the mainstream media calls them, the Taliban 20. Um, they include the concessions restoring the one-member motion to vacate the chair rule, which would allow one single representative to introduce a resolution to oust the speaker, uh, four seats for Freedom Caucus members on the House Rules Committee, which controls which legislation comes to the floor for a vote. So that is very, very important, obviously. Uh, a vote on term limits for both representatives and senators. Now, of course, I did say a vote on term limits. I don't actually expect these people to vote for term limits 
for themselves. But they did at least negotiate the vote and they can put everyone on record as to what they voted, uh, transferring the power to determine committee leadership to committee members uh, themselves and away from party leadership and uh, fiscal responsibility. So, you know, um, for all the people who, I don't know, even members of their own party, I'm looking at you, Sean Hannity. I'm looking at you, Dan Crenshaw, who, by the way, called these people terrorists. Um, For all those people who wanted to uh, frame these 20 members of the House as horrible people, uh, betraying the party, what have you. Seems like they got quite a bit done, actually. I'm going to venture out on the limb, I think, safely and say that I'm the only panelist at the table who actually watched all of this Friday night because Eric doesn't care and you got a life. (laughs) Uh, but I was up till four. I was up till one in the morning watching this nonsense. And if you watch the nuances of the whole proceeding, it was pretty interesting. To uh, a little dramatic at times to watch this whole thing play out. And you know, this was a historic time when they actually went all the way to a fifteenth vote. And just watching the body language, even I said at the time, I said, I wish you know, uh, bad lip reading would get a hold of some of these clips and do it. And they have. And they did. Since. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, this is some pretty good stuff that's going on in here. And, yeah, I, I, you bring up an interesting question. How can a member of the swamp, and Kevin McCarthy is a member of the swamp, mm-hmm. how can he bring accountability to the swamp? He can't. He can't. It took this Freedom Caucus right. doing what they did. And I remind everybody, I know that we try. We want to live under this Robert's Rules of Order type sentimentality of how American government ought to work. It's not. It's very messy. Uh, a, a constitutional republic is very messy to keep it right. And and we're so far off the rails and the reservation and all the other, uh, you know, analogies you can use. We're so far gone from the original intent of what this country was founded on that when you watch this, you go, ooh, that's just such a, just a nasty, these people are being terrorists, to mm-hmm. use Dan Crenshaw's phrase. No, they weren't. Actually, they got a lot of stuff done. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, why can't these guys just be brand name Republicans like the rest of, you know, these swamp creatures out there? Well, I'm glad they didn't in the grand scheme of things. Now, you basically take every single person in that room, put them in a bottle, shake them up, and, and p- toss them out. And at the end of the day, they pretty much all look the same to me at this point. <laughs> But I am glad that those folks stood up and took the stand that they did. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just frustrating because you see them actually taking a stand for very, I would say, very reasonable measures. Uh, Another concession. Um, 72 hours required before you hold a vote on a bill. I would say that, that, I mean, I would ask for much longer than that when you're talking about 3,000 page bills. I think 72 hours should be, I mean, you're talking about bare minimum. And these people had to fight their own party just to get stuff like that done. It's just so frustrating because this whole party, the Republicans, Democrats do it too. Obviously, it happens on both sides of the aisle. But it's like, what is the point of electing our representatives to represent us if you think that they're just required to vote in lockstep with whatever the top of the party says? Like, what the hell is the point? Is this all a charade? And then you go, well, yeah, that is actually what they mm. think it is. Mm. They do. Well, that's that's what it is. I mean, let's call it for what it actually is. But, you know, I've always said, whether it be with the Liberty Caucuses or Freedom Caucuses of the Republican Party, they are the wing that is halfway decent. Um, Unfortunately, they don't always get the support that I feel uh, is, let's say, warranted if you actually or the people that were members of the party actually gave a crap about advancing, let's say, freedom and liberty and private property rights uh, in our own like individual lifetimes. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And this type of stuff is what's going to be required. And I hate that 
And I love the point that you bring up about it's kind of supposed to look look messy like that if, if it is going to work. I mean, I can use that term very loosely in the way that you think <laughs> yeah. that, that, that it should. That's what it's supposed to look like. But right now, you know, government is this sort of federal government in itself and how they legislate is just this real kind of bizarre way and everybody knows it's screwed up like this constituents even know that it's screwed up the fact that to your point about the bills we have this these massive bills where they're thrown so much stuff in there that has been going on for a long time but it's not that it's just been going on for as long as it has it's that everybody knows that it has Mm -hmm. including the people that vote and what has been done to sort of change it well nothing and you know, the, the voters kind of look at it like as they deal with this situation, they do it with, let's say, previous elections as well. And that is, well, you have to make the concessions because the other side will win. At what point do you have to concede? And this is this is the harsh reality. And this is what I believe after looking at this for as long as I have been. Maybe you are going to have to hold an L for a short period of time in order to win over the longer period of time, because like to everybody's point, we know it's a swamp. We know it's dirty. We know it's screwed up. So but if we can't do anything to change it because it's like, well, you got to make a concession because if you don't, well, they're going to win. And then it comes to the primaries. Nothing changes. Then when it comes to the actual elections. Nothing changes. Well, at what, how can we expect it to change? What do they right. say is uh, the, the term of insanity or what that actually means? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it is that we're doing. So it's more of a harsh reality. I like that there's that sort of internal conflict. It absolutely needs to happen. And the minute that we start looking at it, this is the first time that I can remember in recent histories where we looked at that internal conflict as something that should have happened. It's healthy. And it's healthy and yeah. supposed to happen. Generally, any other time it's, it goes on, it's like, well, you're, you must want the Democrats to just win and get it, get it right. their way. That's a good point. Yeah, right. you know, now it's like, yeah, let the conflict happen and let's sort it out after mm-hmm. that. Well, if you go mm-hmm. back to this whole uniparty nonsense, big government notion, which is I, what I think we're looking yeah. at here, then you have these renegades that come in and say, well, we need to do things a little bit differently. And these people are suddenly look as they're traitorous, they're treacherous, mm-hmm. they're terrorists. Uh, the the problem that I have with the GOP, there's many, but the, the problem I have with the GOP and the reason I don't align myself with them by and large is because they're never ready for anything. No. Look at what happened when Donald Trump got elected president. They weren't ready to overturn Obamacare. They didn't have an alternative solution to that. And so we're still stuck with this nonsense. Uh, they weren't ready for, you know, they, they weren't ready to, to, they just went with the person who they thought has always been there, mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy. They weren't willing to think outside of the box and say, okay, uh, obviously we saw this, whatever you want to call it, MAGA movement, America First movement, this this group of people who put Donald Trump in office. And, that, that, you know, the, again, they wanted to so far move themselves away from being aligned with the insurrectionists. Let's go back to the old GOP status quo. Fortunately, there were some people with some balls who were willing to say, no, we're, 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 the values stay the same no matter how many you know, deals you trumped up charges you bring against people who so-called are America first. We're going to stand our ground on this mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. I, I seem to recall when um, the the Democrats used the party of no. Remember when they called? Oh, they're just the party of no. They're. Ju- I'm like, yeah, I wear that with a badge of honor. If we think <laughs> that your ideas are crappy, of course we should be the party of no. And they just continue to to purport that like they should, as you pointed out, Eric. They should have this relationship where, like, everyone just goes in lockstep with yeah. whatever the majority thinks or whatever, you know, most of the. And it's like, 
Why the hell are we sending people here? What was it that I texted you the other night while I'm watching this stuff and you had a life? I, like I said, you're sitting there with your husband enjoying your world. I'm sitting there alone on a couch watching this nonsense. Watching C-SPAN. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Jeffries. I'm watching this crap. And I texted you. I said, I wish I was, what was it, as arrogant mm-hmm. as Matthew Gates at least appears to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he is in real life. I've been around him a few times. A lot of times, a little what's up, but you know, <laughs> but when I've been around. I'm like, but on, like this is a smug dude. Like yeah. I wish I could give that much. I don't give a. I know. It's, it's, and, and you were like, "What's he doing?" I said, "Breathing." <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know. Just, it's, 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 he just, I, I get it why people say he's got a face people want to punch. He's but like, but, but he ain't wrong. He's in not. That regard. He's great, and they took. It made me so mad listening back to uh, Hannity's exchange with Lauren Boebert. And Hannity's you know, a punk. God, it's like he's a punk. And again, I am uh, sorry, President Trump. I'm no, I'm not sorry. President Trump owes these people an apology. Sean Hannity owes these people an apology because remember Trump had what was it? Brett Baer does. Brett Hume. The the fourth or fifth vote, he was already like they need to get in line with Kevin McCarthy, and look how much more they accomplished taking heat from their own freaking side. Yeah. (sighs) Don't get me started on the Fox News talking heads. God, that bunch of rereads. They write in. They write. They lock step with them. Who needs enemies with friends like these? Which is again why none of us consider ourselves at this table. Consider ourselves members of the Republican Party. Every time I get an email or a text from them asking for money, I'm like, "F you, no, (laughs) delete." All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. First, want to thank our sponsor, Startmail. So. If you're tired of feeling like your personal data is at risk or, you know, maybe you worry that big tech is watching every single move you make, which they are, uh, if you don't want anyone else knowing where you've been, who you've met, what you're thinking at any certain time, Startmail is a perfect solution for protecting your privacy and giving you peace of mind. They've got a secure email service that keeps your inbox safe from unwanted spying eyes and protects you from spam. Every message can be encrypted or password protected, and when you delete an email, it is gone forever. You will get unlimited disposable email aliases to keep your real identity hidden online. With just a few clicks, you can easily switch from your existing email provider and start taking advantage of Startmail's enhanced privacy protection. You gotta go there, sign up today to save 50% on your first subscription year. That is five zero half off. Uh, you gotta go to startmail.com slash Y. Join the thousands of people who have chosen Startmail for their email security needs. That is Startmail with a T startmail.com slash Y for 50% off. Joe Biden got a watered-down version of the border crisis in El Paso, Texas over the weekend. Uh, Leading up to his visit, the Border Patrol Union slammed the president because of reports that the state and local authorities were ramping up detentions and cleaning up the migrant uh, encampments ahead of his arrival. I said... El Paso is being cleared up as if nothing unusual ever happened here. Just in time for Biden's visit to the border, it turns out they can actually move these people when they want to because they don't want the optics to look bad. Uh, The tweet was posted after a report by El Paso Matters that said large crowds of migrants had been detained in El Paso by Border Patrol agents overnight on Wednesday. Later reports suggested that the Border Patrol and local police ramped up these patrols and detentions in El Paso ahead of that scheduled visit. Um, I want to play for you uh, a clip from the El Paso News uh, talking about how they had been cleaning up that area, that they were perfectly fine to just leave with a bunch of homeless, illegal immigrants up until the president visited the area. Watch. 
Of course, this area uh, it was had a lot of police presence. We've been reporting in the past couple of weeks of police coming here. Uh, they've been arresting people for maybe paraphernalia. They had uh, access to, to marijuana. Those types of arrests. We spoke to one woman. We asked her, have people been cleaning this area in preparation for President Biden's visit? One woman did tell us that, yes, the she has seen city officials or city employees out here cleaning the area in preparation to President Biden's visit. Uh, now, I, I also want to throw into the conversation, um, Greg Abbott greeted Joe Biden when he got here. He handed him a strongly worded letter that I'm sure just really, really railed in to all of Joe Biden's lax border policies that we know have been affecting, you know, border states the most, Texas, Arizona, California. I'm sure whatever he said is really going to change things. Um, but Greg Abbott said that the Biden administration didn't call him before his border visit, before Joe's border visit, just sent him a last minute random email. Here's that. During this entire time, Joe Biden has not called me. He did not call me, uh, nor his staff uh, called and uh, let us know either about his visit or to invite us. Uh, until uh, last night, uh, we got a random email to uh, one of my staff members uh, asking if I would be there to meet him on the tarmac. Uh, and so they have failed to communicate. And listen, uh, this visit uh, is about uh, two years too late and about $20 billion short of what needs to be done. All he's going to do down there... Uh, is rearrange uh, the, the chairs on the deck of the Titanic. He's not going to achieve any solutions uh, that will make uh, the border safer, more secure, and stop illegal immigration. Yeah, I'm sorry, but like I, I, I can't stomach Greg Abbott, of all people, sitting up there talking about how horrible Joe Biden's been on the border. What the hell have you done? Because all I heard him do was say that he was going to declare an invasion and all of the, as if all of these things were going to change, and nothing has changed. He talks the talk, he, but he doesn't you follow can't, up. Yeah, anyway, you can't. <laughs> hey. Let me bring this back on before you get canceled, okay? <laughs> Let me bring this back online. <laughs> First of all, Greg Abbott's the best governor Texas ever had. Oh, okay. Let me. I, this is what then I hear you every run day. Him? This is what I hear every. I made a mistake. <laughs> he. Okay. I should never have run against Greg Abbott. God, he Greg Abbott is sucks. the best governor Texas. I hear it every day. He's the best, and I'm like, why? Well, because he's called it an invasion. Well, what okay. the hell does that do? Two weeks ago, he was on Tucker Carlson putting up more wall panels, more stock photos yeah. of the wall panels on private property. You know, there's three of them right there together. He's just, I think he's tearing them down and putting them right back up. <laughs> it's like a kid Saves playing, money. you know, in the playground. He's like, tear it down, build it right back up. And it's like, look, we're building the wall. You Three panels. You got 60 feet of panel, wall panel in there. So you're right. The hypocrisy of Greg Abbott, you know, whatever. But Joe Biden coming to town... On a two-hour layover, which is in essence what it mm -hmm. was in El Paso, mm -hmm. on his way to Mexico City to see what's going on. And you're right. You bring up a good point. Uh, suddenly they found reasons to, to arrest these people mm -hmm. and detain them elsewhere. Um, Who knew they clean, had it in them? I mean, suddenly, apparently, if you want to clean it up, you can clean it up. Because no. I've seen some pictures that look similar to this shot you got going right here at the wall. I've seen it at the bus station. There's other places on the street there in El Paso. And then, you know, within 24 to 48 hours later, I mean, those are clean streets. I don't know mm -hmm. if they ran the sweeper through there or what they <laughs> did. But, man, those people, boom. I mean, they got gone. Yeah. Interesting how they can, it turns out they can enforce the laws. You know what they did? They hired Mexicans to clean up streets. <laughs> That's what happened right there. They got it done. We are hard workers. <laughs>
I will, I will say that. Clean yourselves up. <laughs> it doesn't at all surprise me that, you know, obviously with the president coming here and uh, you want to make sure things look very good uh, for him. <laughs> Uh, getting everything cleaned up. But the whole Abbott point, I mean, obviously, I don't differ necessarily on the issue because obviously I think I probably despise him more than anybody here. Uh, but it's more so. I don't know. This man ran yeah, against I, him. Yeah, that's true. I don't got it. I don't Two got years the of his life I got about a million dollars invested him. in that hate. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, that's true. That, that is a great point. But, you know, until I think Texas, let me say this. Texas of all states, this is a little bit of a tangent, but it, whatever, I always go on tangents on the show. <laughs> Texas of all states is one of those, if not the most equipped in any given subject to tell the federal government to go screw themselves. Mm-hmm. It's True. because of its economy, because mm-hmm. even its location, be, uh, because it is still by, by the, uh, the Gulf or, or whatever. So even in terms mm-hmm. of like shipments and, and trade and yep. all that. It's basically set up with our own power grid. It's set up for success to say, y'all go screw themselves. And even though this is the one subject that I think even conservatives will look at the uh, the, uh, the, the Texas government and its governor and say, look, of all issues that we would say, please go tell them to screw themselves on. Immigration is certainly the one I think I apply to literally everything else, because obviously I want the federal government dissolved. I can't have that. I'd rather Texas just here, here. break away, break away uh, from from it. And because that doesn't seem to be the approach. I mean, we do have this kind of like nationalist Texas. I know the term nationalist is so freaky and, and scary uh, to some of these other yeah. people that is kind of growing in this country where people are actually putting pen to paper and, and tr- tr- try to spill it out for the normies yeah. like, mm-hmm. dude, this not only can be done, it should be done and you'd benefit a lot more from it because really the federal government doesn't do jack diddly. Mm-hmm. We help it more than it actually mm-hmm. uh, helps us. So I, I guess if anything, I'm more irritated that he's not using this subject as if to say I'll even get my support of my because the other stuff you may not get the support of the Norman conservatives on like the more an- anarchist stuff like my, my, yeah. myself. But on this one, I think this is the easiest one to say, OK, how about they are not helping you in this regards. In fact, they're making it a little more difficult. Just go tell them to screw themselves and let's see what happens. Yeah. Listen, you know, if you go to my Wikipedia page, yeah, I got one. I don't know who writes it, <laughs> but someone. Thought, I'm jealous. I, I don't have a Wikipedia. I thought, I thought somebody out there, you know, somebody was trying to insult me because they put these things out there that said I ran for governor of Texas on the platform of the secession of Texas from the United States of America. They meant that as a way to insult me. Mm. Now I'm all about it. I didn't (laughs) run on that. When asked about it, we discussed it. I didn't. That was not my platform. Um, But you know what? Badge of honor at this point. If that's what you think of me, fine. (laughs) I like it. So I'm pulling up uh, Greg Abbott's letter to Biden, but I can I, I haven't had a chance to go through the entire thing. Well, but I just read, you I read it in his voice. You got to put it all together. You got no enunciation. I, it, well, and I just imagined that it was like, if you don't start enforcing the laws at the border, I'm going to ask to speak to your manager. Listen, poo poo head. <laughs> What are you going to do, Greg? You haven't done anything. Why would we expect that some dumb letter that you post on Twitter for likes and retweets is going to change anything? But Hmm. I keep looking. I keep trying to look at the bright side. At least we don't have O'Rourke. I want to encourage everybody to go get a book right now. It's by Brian McClanahan. I thought you were going to say Chad Prater. My friend friend Brian is spelled with an O, Brian. Brian McClanahan is a great historian. 
out of Alabama. He's written a book called How Alexander Hamilton Screwed Up America. And it talks about, he talks about in that book, the premise of the book is how we federalized everything. Everything mm -hmm. has been centralized and federalized at the D.C. level. And how ultimately Alexander Hamilton, although he advocated for the Constitution in order to get it passed, was not a constitutionalist at all in terms of its enactment and its enforcement. He didn't want states at all. And if you look at the federal government right now and you just look at the body language of how Joe Biden is interacting with Greg Abbott, the picture shows Abbott shaking his hand but pointing at that letter. Joe Biden doesn't even take his sunglasses off, no. doesn't give a rat's ass what Greg Abbott has to say. Because, again, these guys don't care about the Constitution. It cares about the centralized federalization of all governments in the United States of America and to, to hell with states' rights. Okay, let me. I know we have to go to break, but let me ask you a quick question. If you are governor of Texas... Do you shake his hand or do you just hand him the letter? You know what? I think at that point in time, I, again, I always say you got to go to break. I, I have as much authority as you have. Yeah. You're on my turf. W right. And I'm pissed yeah. about, about the, you the dis neglect. You disrespect me, then let me show you what disrespect looks like. That, that's what I I'm going to look you eyeball to eyeball yes. and I'm going to tell you this is what disrespect looks like. Yep. yep. And I'm going yep. to hand, hand, hand you the letter. And you're going to feel it. And, I'm, and, and here's what I want you to do, I'm not Joe. shaking your hand. Here's what I want you to do, Joe. You want my respect? You read it out loud right now in my presence. Yeah. I want to watch you absorb the words that I just gave you. Yeah. yeah. Don't put a folded up piece of paper in his hand. Right. Right. Exactly. That's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I shake his hand. No, I, I make I, a I'm scene. I'm past that. Me too. Me I promise too. you, you make me governor of Texas, I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's a given. <laughs> God, you, you had your chance. You had your opportunity. You blew it, Texas. Uh, all right. We've got to go to break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. So, look, in my house, there is just a rule that I got my husband Tommy John pajamas. Mm. I also have Tommy John loungewear. Why, mm. are, you, why are you all? Mm. Yes, there's a rule. This got intimate. You, no, it's just, listen, they have loungewear. They have, like, the really comfy sweatpants and stuff that you put on. And if you're going to come to me with any sort of problem, if the children are bickering, if you have questions on homework that I'm not ready for, I, you got to give me a second when I walk in the door to change into my Tommy John because I feel a little bit more equipped to deal with things, the daily, you know, minutia, when I'm wearing Tommy Johns because it's literally the most comfortable thing I've ever put on my body, ever. It is, I don't know how they do it. I feel like it's some sort of witchcraft. I don't know. But all I know is that you will love Tommy John. Whenever people used to talk about Tommy John, did you, before you've ever tried it, were, would, you, would you ever be like, nah, it can't be that comfortable? Like, Tommy John, why do I want surgery? <laughs> why do I want to be a major league pitcher? And I was like, oh, underwear. Oh, oh loungewear. Yeah, it's it is incredible. literally the softest thing ever. All of their products are amazing. And it's backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So you have nothing to lose. You can get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Y. That is 20% off right now over at TommyJohn.com slash Y. See site for details. In response to rumors and theories about Buffalo Bills player Damar Hamlin's collapse and cardiac arrest, who, by the way, he has been discharged from the hospital. Amazing. Uh, really, really amazing recovery. Uh, and thoughts and prayers continue to go out to him and his family. Yes, I said it. Thoughts and prayers, which apparently are now I back in style. Uh -oh. I want off the show. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I want, I want. Yes? I tell you what I want. I want sensible football control is what I want. <laughs> 
Well, I, let me just tell you, Chad, the doctor has spoken, oh. okay, and in response to all of us talking about saying, you know what, we need sensible football control. We need... Uh, <laughs> Cancel football until they well, get to the bottom of it. We need to figure out why this happened. Seemed a little odd in a, what, 24-year-old, very, very fit man for that to happen. Mm. Maybe we should be finding out why all of these athletes just keep dropping, collapsing. Uh, well... Dr. Fauci has spoken. He says the rumors are false and that vaccine-related myocarditis is very, very rare, also relatively benign. Okay, watch. In a very, very rare case, some of the mRNA vaccines can cause a self-limiting, almost invariably benign, inflammatory response in the heart, which generally resolves in a very short period of time. It is very, very rare. When you compare that mm. with the negative effects on the heart by myocarditis or pericarditis, which is inflammation of either the heart muscle or the covering of the heart, and heart failure and heart medical problems, overwhelmingly COVID itself causes that in a dramatically higher rate than the relatively benign, mild myocarditis that you might have mm. with a vaccine, which is very, very rare. Mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to trust uh, cardiologist Peter McCullough, who was like the most published... Uh, Decorated. Yeah, uh, 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 scientist, author yeah. of all of these studies and stuff on, on cardio stuff, who I interviewed at this very table and asked him if there was such a thing as mild or benign myocarditis, and he emphatically said, no. I think I'm going to trust him. Yeah. I'll also trust the numbers that say that uh, since we've had the... Uh, you know, the introduction of the mRNA virus or uh, vaccine into our world, that uh, cardiac episodes in pro athletes worldwide has gone up 1,700%. Just the 1,700. And listen, based on, okay, so based on his logic, I take away two things. One, all the more reason to blame China. Mm. Okay, because he said, "Well, COVID has a bigger chance of doing it." Oh, well, then COVID released. COVID was released by China, so let's let's get to the bottom of this thing. The other thing is, he says, "Well, it's a mild, mild, mild." You know, it was a mild thing, statistically speaking, was dying of COVID, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, when you had a ninety-nine point eight percent survival rate, why do you just go stick? <laughs> people's bodies anyway, right? Why? Why do we stick stuff in people's bodies anyway? Swear jar. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, but they did it. Right. They did it, and now we just don't know, do we? Because let me tell you what could have happened to to Demar, and thank God for his recovery, and and so many others that have gone through similar things that don't get the publicity that he got because it happened to him on Monday Night Football. Uh, it, 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 look, adrenaline. Peter McCullough's told me mm-hmm. personally, it's like you, you, any vaccine, you it's going to affect your heart in some way. It affects yeah. all your organs, but specifically your heart. You know, you make a tackle on Monday Night Football in a professional level. There's going to be some adrenaline. Maybe you've got a heart defect. Maybe you've got some issues going on with your heart. Maybe there's some inflammation. Maybe there's some any number of things. People say, well, it could have not been that. Well, it could be a combination of eight different things. We don't know. But you know what? I say we ban football. Look, they shut down our economy. They shut down everything in the world over just saving grandma if it saves one One life. life. Mm -hmm. That's what they say. Mm -hmm. So, DeMar Hamlin, thank God he's alive. But we've got got other cases we can point to. Shut down not another snap 
of professional football until we find out what it is that's harming these pro athletes. I noticed you said professional football. You do yeah, have a no, college you do, football. Listen, y'all, you do have a game you ain't to making watch no tonight. money in college football. Come on. You do have a game to watch tonight. It's over so. tonight. Y'all can do what you want. <laughs> Go dogs. <laughs> Eric. Yeah, like uh, the, the gaslighting of this whole ordeal was what, I guess, frustrated me mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's crazy how confident they can say, well, that had nothing to do with it. Um, but then, on the other hand, say we don't know actually what happened right. Right, right, about right. it. So it's like b- bizarre. You certainly don't know what happened, but you for sure know that it couldn't have anything to do with that. And I'm not here at the table saying that that's exactly what happened. I can't. I have no idea. But we've literally, over the course of the history of this uh, of this uh, professional, uh, rather the NFL, something like that has never happened. Mm-hmm. Right? They've admitted that that that, that has mm-hmm. never happened. Yet it happened. Yeah. So I don't know what happened, but that did. And maybe we should at least look into it instead of just immediately writing something like that off. But, yeah, for him to say that, I don't know, your heart being inflamed uh, is benign (laughs) uh, or like or rather that that no, something's wrong. The heart isn't supposed to do that. Right. Uh, It's not like a cartoon where, you know, you get shot by Cupid or something like that. Your heart (laughs) like starts. That's not how it works in, in, in real life. If your heart is inflamed, something is fundamentally wrong. And obviously, because of what it's connected to, it's going to open open yourself up for more issues. But all the data points to that we've had a, let's say, uh, odd number, uh, increasingly Mm -hmm. odd number of people that are professional athletes and uh, uh, that are very healthy that are now having issues uh, after this. We know that in the tire, I mean, we can, Fauci can say what he wants to all the time, but we already know that pockets of Europe have specifically banned young people from having certain, uh, I can't remember if it was the, uh, if it was Moderna or whatever, from young people under mm. a certain age from even getting it because of that issue. Yeah. You can't pretend like there's just, oh, well, it's just, it's just nothing. It, 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 it's just rare. No. And I would push back, and I wish the, the person that was interviewing them pushed back on that data because when you actually look at it it is by no means conclusive because you will find a study that points to the exact opposite of saying or rather that let's say like I said it's more inconclusive that COVID or myocarditis pericarditis induced COVID versus the the uh the jab induced uh induced version so I'd I'd push back on that regardless but this is why and unfortunately what the the conversation that did happen we know what happened to Peter McCullough we know him being uh banned out with certain forms of social media that conversation wasn't allowed allowed to happen so the talking heads like Fauci basically even though they've been caught in a lie or more importantly and I can say this on YouTube we know I mean, I think that's what you would ask is what else have you been lying about mm-hmm. when right. we know specifically that the jab was sold on. That's why you got the emergency authorization was sold on preventing the transmission of it. We know because you admit it. It was a lie that not is not my opinion. You can't even YouTube allows me to talk about this, even though I was talking about this long before back to back strike champion, by the way, <laughs> just pointing to the data that the WHO even had on, on this specific uh, on this specific uh, uh, topic. So we know that it wasn't it wasn't you admitted it. Dr. Michelle Olinsky, we talked about it when she flat out got on TV and said, look, we know now that it's not preventing transmission. OK, so what it was sold on, it, it didn't do. So we have uh, these other issues. And we know that those issues are a thing and they want to gaslight the entire country and act like when people just drop dead from these heart issues that are, yeah, freak accident happened. I'm not going to pretend like nobody had ever died from a freak accident, but having athletes 
of this magnitude from uh, from basically every sport, mm-hmm. professional football is like as in soccer, mm-hmm. that stuff happening, that's not normal, bro. It's not normal. And we to talk around it or rather gaslight the American public is just insane that these people are still doing it. Yeah, I, um, I would encourage all of you if Blaze TV subscribers. You can go to, if you have not already watched it, you can go to Blaze TV and watch the vaccine special um, where it was myself, Steve Dace, and Daniel Horowitz, and I interviewed Peter McCullough uh, for that particular special. And it was just, it was, I asked him that same question of, well, you say, you say very strongly that it's from the vaccine, the heart damage, um, you know, the myocarditis. How do you know that it wasn't just from COVID? And I'm not even going to try to give you the answer that he gave because he's way smarter than me. <laughs> and, but uh, he, I did ask him that. And there's so much there uh, for those of you who have missed it. you got to subscribe to Blaze TV, though. You can use promo code NEWS to save some cash when you do so. But I highly recommend all of you to. And by the way, we only did it just on Blaze TV. TV because big tech doesn't allow us to yeah. tell you these Can't things. I mean, questions. you're right. We got that detailed that we knew that we risked losing the entire Blaze TV YouTube if we were to put it out there. We couldn't. They wouldn't let us. So make sure you go there and uh, and watch that if you haven't yet already. All right, we got to take another quick break. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Moink. So. 60% of United States pork production is so gross. It comes from one company. It's owned by the Chinese, and they give their hogs uh, something called ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China. But you're going to find it in your grocery aisle every day. Uh, there is a better mm. way. you got to try Moink. Uh, that's Moo plus Oink, by the way. <laughs> I was on a call with them when they first started uh, doing you know, sponsorships on the show. And I was like, but why is your name Moink? And they were like, oh, well, it's Moo plus Oink. Oh. Okay, it was like a light bulb. You're so went off. funny. Why? You're just a girl. Yeah, I had to know. I was like, but why? I want to know. It's so unique. Uh, so they're going to give you grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan <laughs> salmon directly to your door. And their farmers farm like our grandparents did. So moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm does it better. You can choose whatever meat you want delivered in your box. So you can make sure that it is meat that you're going to love. And you can cancel anytime. We live off of moink meat at our home. And let me tell you, I have three males in my house, two growing boys and one husband, and they cannot get enough moink box. You got to try it. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com news. And listeners of this show will get free filet mignon in every order for a year. It is the best filet mignon you will ever taste for a limited time only, though. You got to go there. It is Moinkbox, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash news. Thousands of supporters of Brazil's former president, Jair Bolsonaro, stormed the nation's Congress and presidential offices uh, yesterday on Sunday as they protested what they claimed was a stolen election. This breach comes after Bolsonaro repeatedly attacked the integrity of the country's recent presidential elections, in which, of course, he lost to leftist Luiz Lula da Silva. Uh, Lula was inaugurated last week. The demonstrators, this, you know, they're all comparing it to January 6th. They overran security barriers. They climbed on roofs. They vandalized the buildings. And uh, Bolsonaro, who has been hiding out in Florida in recent weeks, and I believe I just saw, as of the time of this taping, I was walking in, and I think I just saw that he has been hospitalized in Florida. Um, um, but he has not made any comments condemning the incident. 
Of course, this is probably going to benefit leftists in the new Lula administration because they will use it to justify parts of their agenda that they are pushing, uh, according to political analysts. Very fascinating to watch happen. Well, in that little clip right there that you were showing, that very first part, you know, it'd been kind of interesting if suddenly a dude with a buffalo hat would walk through. Uh, <laughs> Listen, America normalized this type of persecution, right? You can't have political protests. You can't, because again, now it's insurrection, everything. You can arrest everybody that you can put people away for two years without any real charges or anything like that. So America has now normalized that and made it okay for big government and overreaching government to do this kind of thing to people who protest. Um, so, you know, this isn't America where they are. Uh, and. We'll see how this thing whole play, this whole thing plays out. But you know, you look at we just went through, as Joe Biden said, July sixth. Uh, <laughs> we just the second anniversary of January sixth, and you, whether it's there or here or wherever it is, big government is always going to try to make you understand that you're not allowed to do this type of thing. You can't protest. So like January 6th was all about making sure that the American people would never protest or even talk about a, quote, fraudulent election ever again. Yeah. They wanted to make such an example out of the American people. So I have no doubt that they're going to do it here as well. Yeah. Eric. Well, I mean, <laughs> obviously, Brazil's governments uh, historically, I mean, it's as you would expect they have their own set of issues. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I know it, it, it's easy to get caught up in America and the corruption, but definitely when you start looking at the history of some of these uh, uh, countries and not just North America, but South America and, and so forth, it can get dirty and it can get grimy. Um, it, it is interesting. I was looking at some of these videos. It, 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 the only thing that it shares in terms of similarity, if we're going to talk about the uh, January 6th, uh, situation is that you see these authorities just sitting here. I saw one video where they were like watching these guys just kind of do their own thing and you had like the cops on the side and they were like taking selfies and stuff. They was chilling. Like they weren't trying to stop <laughs> now nothing. So, you know, it's like, do you, is that a, you know, because they were let, hell, even in some of that footage there, just let through the front door. It's not really right. anything uh, kind of going right. on. Nobody's right. getting trampled or anything. It was just kind of just strolling on. Everybody's doing, it's, just, it's a similar thing in that regards. But to your point, it's going to be some dramatization by way of the other side because they know they can use that mm -hmm. to weaponize uh, their, their enemies, right? Mm -hmm. And say, hey, this is why we need control. If anything, you'll come out on the other side and say, this is why we need even more uh, control because look at those guys uh, sort of getting out of line. So it'll be very interesting. And, uh, and I guess it does share some similarities there. Yeah. All right. We got to take a quick break. We'll be back. week, M&M's parent company Mars announced that it will offer a special edition all-female M&M's package, which will feature the new purple character designed to promote inclusivity. Yay! The change all of you were clamoring for, purple M&M's. And look, they flipped the package upside down. The graphic is upside down, supporting women, flipping the status quo. Oh, how bold. I'm so proud that M&M's did that. By the way, I'd like for you to pay way more attention on the package to the 240 calories per pack that it says right there in the lower left-hand corner. If you could throw that back up on the screen control room. Peanut butter M&M's. 204 calories per pack. No, we're not going to. There it is. 240 calories per pack. 
I think we should be paying more attention to that than the stupid character chocolate candies on the package that they want to make a big deal about. We have 40 seconds left. Go. I'm here for thick women. <laughs> well, you're going to be real thick if you keep eating M&M's, so. I'm here, for, I'm here for thick purple women. Watch my show. What was it, tomorrow night, I yeah. think? Yeah, we'll, we'll unpack we why this it. story matters. It's so stupid. Everything is stupid. Just eat your stupid toxic junk food without talking about inclusivity. Eric, last word. I don't eat chocolate, so I'm all good. <laughs> Man, what do you do this bad? <laughs> Besides make money. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> all right. There's a big game tonight. I got to go dogs. Go dogs. I'm rooting for my friend's team. We'll see what happens, and we'll see you tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.